Right, if you want to spice up this episode, every time you hear Dumbledore, take a drink. Don't get cheap on me, Dodson. Stop, for God's sake. <laughs> you know, that actually works because of our topic, so. Dumbledore! On today's show, we talk ways to save as Disney prices increase. This is Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 131. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World planning website. And on the soundboard, as you could hear in the intro, like we're really, we're pumping those those sounds out here. We have my husband, Kurt Elster. Tech nasty. No one calls you that. So we're going to talk about something that causes some stress in our house. Which is? Spending money on theme parks. Does it cause stress? Uh, you know, I think we pretend it doesn't on this show, but it can. Yeah, it's not cheap. Of course it can. You know, and there are five of us. If it was just you and I, I don't think it would be stressful. Well, I mean, if it was just you and I, we'd be swimming in like a Scrooge McDuck vault because kids are expensive and we have three of them. But I mean, just just theme park related um, with five people. It immediately becomes a little stressful having to pay for all of those mouths to feed and tickets for entry and beds to sleep in and whatnot. So I think it's easy for us to sit here and act like going to the parks is like, oh, it's no big deal. And we just do it. And we go to this restaurant and we try this and that. But the reality is... We have infinity money. <laughs> no, no, I wish... credit card fraud. I wish... Well, That's okay, don't wish... the life hack. I don't wish the credit card fraud. Uh, uh, it's It gets expensive with five people. And so there are some things that we do, or that I do, I should say, to try and combat the ever-rising prices. And it's... And, uh, you've, you've mentioned that. You said ever-rising prices. Yeah. As prices increase, what do you do? As if it wasn't already expensive. Uh, but when you say prices increase, what are we talking about? A lot of things have increased. Um, you know, ticket prices and annual passes go up every year. I think that's to be expected. But, you know, now you're getting those tickets or those passes and less is included. So that's, you know, that's one thing. Um, resort prices, food prices have been going up. Um, things that used to be free or included are no longer there, like fast pass or transportation from the airport to your resort. So a little things so like whatever we were paying before now we're just tacking on a thousand dollars well and other stuff maybe maybe not and that's kind of why i want to to go over this topic because i think a lot of people are hoping to go to the parks because we've all been stuck in our house for two years but if prices are going up uh how do you afford it so i want to discuss some of our what we've our come secrets. up with to make it our secrets they're not really secrets but Disney secrets <laughs> We go, we go enough that uh, I've had to find some ways to, to work the system a little bit. Don't get cheap on me, Dodson. I'm getting cheap on you. All right. So start with the obvious is you have to pay to get into the park. Yeah. Tickets and annual passes. So I think price increases, you would expect a price increase year over year. And that doesn't necessarily offend me. What bothers me is that less is included so the price went up and less is included? Yeah, and really annual passes specifically um, are are a target here because things used to be included like, you know, the your memory maker, photo pass photos. So stuff like that's not included anymore. 
Um, not much can be done about buying tickets. Prices are are pretty much set, but there are some things you can do to try and reduce the cost. So I think skipping park hopping is a big one right now. You know, why pay that extra fee to hop from park to park when you can't even hop until after 2 p.m.? Yeah, the utility of park hopping is so reduced. Greatly diminished. Yeah. It's an easy thing to skip over. Yep. I would also skip the sports and water park pass. Well, we've never done. Yeah, we we don't. We've never done those. There's so much to do. I would, unless you really, like, unless you are a water park enthusiast, I would just skip that entirely. There's enough to do. There are amazing swimming pools with water slides at the resorts. I would just skip that altogether. Um, I would compare prices at places like Undercover Tourist versus the Disney website. A lot of times you can get package discounts, and some of this is going to be like you have to do a little bit of math. But if you can get a package discount, that might be cheaper. If not, go to Undercover Tourist. They often have cheaper prices than the Disney website for tickets. So you just buy through Undercover Tourist, link it in your My Disney Experience account. Or one of the things I like to do, uh, discount a gift card from Target. Get a red card, you get 5% off on a Disney gift card, and then use that to buy your tickets or pay for stuff. So I get it for a little less from Undercover Tourist. I skip Park Hopper because the utility's not there. And I prepay by buying a, use a Target red card, which is 5% off purchases at Target, to buy a Disney gift card yep. to then use that. So I tap whatever the price is, I 5% spit Yes. Okay. You know what I like about red card too, red card specifically with Target, is if you don't want another credit card, they have two options. You can do a credit card, but you can also link it as a debit card to your bank account. So if you're like, listen, I don't need another credit card, you can get the debit card version and you still get 5% off. All right, so I've got my tickets to Disney. Now I need to sleep somewhere. <laughs> you can do? I just sleep in my car? Um, I mean, you could. It's called... Uh, Overlanding. I don't know it's that very I, popular I would recommend it. You just sleep in your car on the side of the road. That's off-roading. <laughs> resorts are really tough right now. And it's not just Disney. It's everywhere. What do you mean resorts are tough? Well, I most resorts right now aren't doing like full housekeeping. You know, there are staffing shortages everywhere. So trying to get a hotel room at the resort you want and then getting like the service that you would have gotten in 2019 So you're not getting regular housekeeping service. It's harder to find rooms that you want. Disney availability has been tough. I think for the first time ever, looking at off-site hotels might be the way to go. And this is not something I ever um, recommended previously. This is absolutely not the same experience. It's No, it's not. But you can get resorts in like the Disney Springs area. So you can still walk to Disney Springs. There are a number of Hilton hotels where you can walk to Disney Springs from the hotel. You'll still get shuttle service, all of that. You're right. It is a different a different feel. These are just options like previously staying at a Disney resort. There were so many perks that staying in the bubble really made sense. And it made sense um financially and it just doesn't make as much sense anymore without magical express and things like that it just doesn't it doesn't make as much sense to stay on site for some people what about dvc rentals dvc rentals is another great way to save money um but that would be if you're looking for something like in our case we're often looking for like a suite because there are five of us 
And I don't want to share a room with a toddler and a teenager. Yeah, gross. Yeah. Oh, hell no. If you want something bigger like a suite, if you need um, a full kitchen, a washer and dryer in your room, DVC rental is definitely the way to go. Um, but I think like if you've got points on your credit card or if you are like a Hilton Honors and you've got points, that could be another way to save money. And you're not being in the Disney bubble is not what it used to be, I guess, is my point. So I would price out other options, even like a Verbo or an Airbnb. Pricing it out on our last trip, I couldn't believe how inexpensive some of these Verbos were. Yeah, we stayed at one. It was. Uh, I couldn't believe how cheap it was. Yeah. And it was, it was a large, nice house with a pool. Yeah. Yep. And it was in a gated community, no less. Yeah. So, you know, you... And how... It was what? 15, 20 minutes from Disney World? If even that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think... Well, I mean, it was probably 20 minutes from Universal. We were even closer to Disney but, on that know, trip. But staying at the boardwalk is not the same as gated community in Kissimmee outside of Burger King where people keep getting shot. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that. There's also perceived value. So financially, this may make more sense, but you are entirely correct. You're not getting the same magical experience if you're staying just at any inexpensive Verbo in Kissimmee. So is this a place you're just going to sleep and shower or is this a place, you know, where you're concerned about atmosphere and you want to spend some time and relax? You have to define vacation goals is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be different for everybody. So, so for us with the kids, having a place to go back to conveniently and like in the middle of the day to take a break, that makes a big difference. It does. It really, really does. I'm all about taking breaks in the middle of the day. Um, but yeah, rental properties. And there are just endless but in the Endless past, rental properties. if I stayed on property, all right, I could just roll out of bed and take one of several transportation options to the park. Mm -hmm. I don't have to pay for that. It's quick. It's convenient. And I can get in the park early. Yeah. Is that still the case? Okay. So there are some things you'd have to plan out depending on where you're staying. If you're staying at a Disney Springs resort, many of them do get the perks of like early park entry um, and you'll still have like a shuttle bus. So if you're at one of those Disney Spring area resorts, you'll still have a lot of the same perks. So that's why that's a good option, especially if you have points that you can use or, you know, if you see a good discount, often you can get discounts through like third party Expedia or um, Priceline type of deals or like those mystery deals on Priceline. I'm always too scared to do those, but you can get some like crazy deals. Um, but you'll still get the same perks. Now, if you're doing like a Verbo or an Airbnb, you're going to need to plan a little bit more because you're not obviously not going to have, you know, a free shuttle. So you're going to want to look at how far away is this rental from the parks because you're probably going to have to take a Lyft or an Uber or have a car rental. Um, now I got to rent a car. But if I rent a car, now I got to, I have to A, pay to rent a car. Yeah. Which Turo is way cheaper than, like, if you rent a car, don't do it. Just use Turo. It is a fraction of the cost for a better vehicle. We had a great experience using Turo. So Turo is like... It's if, Airbnb for cars. Yes. Yes. That's a great way to describe it. So you're borrowing somebody else's car. Um, and it's a fraction of the price. When I was pricing out car rentals on our last trip, it would have cost us maybe $600 to rent a car. We rented our, after fees and everything, $200. Yeah. And for like what you would pay 
at a regular rental place, that same amount of money at Turo gets you an exotic car. Yeah, so you can go if you want something fun and cra- you know you want a a crazy car, or maybe you, maybe you want to park it a convertible. Yes, okay, parking fees. <laughs> Check parking fees. So you, this is going to be some math here. You're going to have to do some math. So you can get an ex- inexpensive rental from Turo. And often people will, um, like you can do pickups at the airport. So all of that is definitely doable even with Turo. Um, but you have to look at parking rates. So if you're staying at like an Airbnb or a Verbo and you're driving to the parks, expect to pay $25 per day to park. So make sure that is in your equation that's part of your math, um, you know, before you decide whether or not this is going to make sense financially. So first I got to define my vacation goals, like what's important or what's my priority. And then I got to get a spreadsheet going and start doing some comparisons here. You do have to do some comparisons. Yeah. And part of this is why I like to use uh, a travel agent. So like I'll have but they're not gonna like book a turo. They're not gonna book a turo, no, but but I'll have Sierra like price stuff out for me to see what makes sense. Cause like she can do the Disney Springs resorts. Like she doesn't just do Disney stuff. So I make her do all that work. So that's I definitely encourage people to take advantage of travel agents for this reason because she can price out packages for me. Like, does it make sense for me? to do this package versus the hotel room only? Does it make sense for me to stay at this resort or to stay offsite at a different resort? So she can price that out. And if the price difference is big enough, then I can shop for Turo. All right, you know, what's, is the price difference more than $200? Yes. Okay, well then I'm going to get a Turo and just drive. And the the easiest way to get a rate quote from Sierra, www.com slash Sierra. S-I-E-R-A. She's awesome. She's my girl. Um, but yeah, so it's it's con- it's a convenient way to kind of price things out. But if you know that the price difference is so much, you can shop for Turo, get a rental car, pay to park. So that right there, it's going to take a little bit of work, but you can easily save quite a bit of cash if you do it that way. All right. So then our the big wild card is food. And I think the life hack here is don't eat, take Adderall. <laughs> that is not I do not talk to your talk to your physician. This man hey. does not represent me. Talk to your primary care provider. He does not about represent me. Abusing amphetamines nope. instead of eating. Nope, nope, nope. Well, here's another okay, so here's another thing with doing like an Airbnb or a Verbo. Um, you'll have a full kitchen. So you can easily go back to your rental property and cook meals. It saves so much money. It saves a ton of money. There have been a lot of price increases at the parks recently. I keep hearing about, you know, churros are up and Dole Whip is up a dollar. And, you know, and a lot of it's like 50 cents here, a dollar here. You know, alcoholic drinks are up a dollar. So that adds up. It adds up quickly, very quickly. And especially if you plan on eating full meals at the parks, you will spend probably a third of your budget. This is where we save the most money is on... Is food. It, yeah, it's really being careful and not screwing around with the food. Yeah, so if you end up doing like a DVC rental where you have the full kitchen, a Verbo, an Airbnb, I would do as many meals as you can. And I know you're like, well, I'm on vacation. But even like often we'll just do frozen stuff. And I know it doesn't sound, um, it doesn't sound like vacation-ish, 
But no, I'm telling you, no one complains. No well, one for cares. Sure, don't don't blow the money on breakfast in the park. The breakfast in the park's always lame. It is. I'm sorry. It is. <laughs> you'll just you'll make you know what you like for breakfast. You can just make that and wherever you're staying, well, that will be, be just and, as yeah, good or better. You can do an easy breakfast, and even if you don't have a full kitchen, so like automatic eat big savings there. Yeah. Uh, but if you're able to like, if you're able to get a place with an oven. Having just a frozen pizza, even if it's just one night or two nights, yeah, the savings do this every night. is huge. It's huge. Well, I was, so what I was saying was nobody ever complains. You know why? Because we're not eating big meals in the park. I am more willing to splurge on things like cupcakes for the kids and like those fun, you know, dome cakes you see at the parks. Like I'm more willing to splurge on fun treats because I'm not spending $300 at a restaurant every evening. And that's where you see the most variety in the parks and where they really like change it up frequently. And so you, yeah, you get and the portions are like, yeah, they reduce portions, but they reduce them from like completely insane to regular insane. <laughs> so like a dessert, when we would split those, like a dessert, it's good for two or three people. Well, so with so us, five people, we it's would, fine. Get we would like buy two, two desserts yeah. and, and then we'd great. all split it. And we would do that maybe like twice a day on our trip. Yeah. So the cost of that was not, you know, it wasn't a lot. It was minimal. And then you, but you would no the kids way feel loved deprived. It. Yeah. Nope. The kids loved it. So yeah, it's not, you know, you're on vacation. So maybe like going back to your rental or your, you know, your room and making a frozen thing is not the greatest thing. And maybe it doesn't scream vacation, but if you're then splurging on like a fun dome cake or something amazing at the parks, everybody will immediately forget whatever frozen thing they had for lunch yeah. and be focused on that. Yeah. Cause like otherwise, what are you going to get? Like fries at chicken tendies? Come yeah. On. Yeah. <laughs> um, like that's what quick service lunch is at Disney. A lot. I mean, not all of them, but yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's the thing that's really saved us financially. Also, I don't know if you even knew this. Um, there are microwaves and toasters in like food court areas and oh, no, all the resorts have those. That. Yeah. So if you really are, even if you're staying at the resort um, and often like, you know, if people with babies want to heat up, you know, milk. And so that's typically what I see them used for. But if you just want a day where you're like, all right, you know, just this one day, we're not going to be spending a ton of money on food. You can easily heat something up uh, at your resort. True or false? You hate babies. I love babies. Oh, okay. I had three of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite snack at the park? Uh, Babies. Babies. What else? What's number two? Honestly, the Mickey pretzel. I know it's the. it seems like an obvious and basic choice, but I'm going to flex that I'm basic when it comes to my snack foods. I love, I love Mickey pretzels. Cheese or no cheese? I, of course I get the cheese. Am I an animal? <laughs> I tend to go with ice cream, either the Mickey bar or the ice cream sandwich. Yeah, well, it, you know, also it depends basic, on the weather. But it's like 100 degrees. Yeah. And I don't want the pretzel. Yeah. Yeah, so food, uh, I think, is that's probably our top way to save. But again, there are five of us. So sitting down at any restaurant, it's immediately like 250 to $300. So uh, let's talk souvenirs. Oh, okay. All right, so number one, the trick here is don't buy them. <laughs> okay. Um, well, honest to God, if you see a souvenir that you like, and you just, guess what? Internet service works in the park. So pull out your phone, look that thing up on eBay. Many times it goes for half of what it's selling in the park for on eBay. I have often bought stuff later 
from eBay. But that's also, it, you know, that's not necessarily fun. It's not the same, especially if you're just going and like it once on every several years. What it is, there are some things that will sell for retail or more because people love Disney parks exclusive stuff and you can't get that. Oh, the lightsabers will sell for. Well, even things like spirit jerseys, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you're not going to get a discount on stuff like that. And we did, we tried going to the outlet store, uh, the Disney outlet store that's at the outlet mall that's in Orlando and not a good experience. I was not a fan. I know some people like it. Maybe if you start first thing in the morning, you may have a better. Did not work out well for us. Experience. With the outlet store. Um, I think this is, again, where red card and discounted gift cards are going to come into play. And my advice would be everybody gets a gift card with a certain amount of money on it. And that's your souvenir. So, like, you've that's prepaid it. kids. Yeah, it's done. You've prepaid it. And you got a 5% discount on it. And then it's over. You go over that. That's that's my, on you. My trick is I want to leave with I don't want to leave with a bunch of silly things I impulse bought. I want to leave with one cool thing that I'm proud of that I like. And so I won't impulse any, buy anything because you like you'll find one cool thing. And then in another shop, you're like, oh, this is really cool, too. So I, I want to sleep on it. And it's never tough to like run back and get the thing you wanted. And oftentimes, like, that thing that you think is only available in that store is actually available throughout the park and many times at Disney Springs as well. Yeah, and even if you can't sleep on it, I think that's good advice. And if you can't sleep on it, I'll sometimes take pictures of stuff. And it's funny, I was going through my phone. You got me a spirit jersey for Christmas. And when I was cleaning out photos on my phone, I saw I had taken a photo of it at one of the shops because I was like, I'm going to go back and buy this. And then I know I... I'd- you had showed it to me, and that's I how I knew. I went forgot and got about it on the photo. eBay, yeah, but, but I ended up paying retail. So my point is, though, um, you know, if you see something cool, take note of it. But you don't want, like, you'll still want to carry it around all day anyway. So take note of it. Take note of where you saw it. Walk through the parks and see if you feel the same way on your way out. Because there's an endless, endless opportunities to blow money on merch. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of it's there's some really neat stuff, and so I like, you know. I, I like to pick like one cool thing for each trip. I also think about, am I going to use, like, am I going to use this? So there are certain things like I'll look at stuff and I'll be like, wow, this is really cool. But am I going to use it? So I tend to lean towards things like, you know, sweaters that I know I'm going to wear, sweatshirts, I should say, or spirit jerseys, because I know that I wear those. Or like coffee mugs, because I drink coffee every morning. So if I buy a, a nice coffee mug, I know it will get used. But if it's just some trinket, like, will I use this? And so that's why I try and step away and think about it a little bit. So I think this is more just a self-control tip than anything else. A self-control tip. It is. Yeah, you have two choices. You can either you can either say no to yourself. Denied. Or, I mean, you could just, just keep running up the bill. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Yeah, and if you are using a magic band or... But like whatever to pay, it's easy to like look at that later and be like, whoa. Yeah, and that's intentional. Um, but you know, like your most of your expenses are fixed ahead of time. Those ticket costs, the hotel cost, your plane tickets, travel, etc. But food is entirely discretionary and easy to, you know, it's a series of small transactions. So it's easy to lose track of. And same with the souvenirs. So really, like, you want to set a budget. That's why I like doing the gift cards, you know, ahead of time. gift cards avoid You know, everybody gets, you know, a $50 gift card or whatever your budget is. And then that's, that is what it is. It's done. 
that's what they use for souvenirs and you can't go over that dollar amount so all right so here's another one in the past you had free everyone who had a park ticket also had fast pass yeah and the joy of fast pass was you got you didn't have to particularly wait in line for most rides as long as you knew how to use it and the cost of fast pass was the people who didn't know how to use it waited way longer in line it's been replaced this year with genie plus genie plus costs money it does how much does this cost? $15 per ticket per day. Ugh. All right, so if I'm going for four days, I'm spending 60 bucks on this already. Assuming that you get it every day. You can just buy it, you know, for one day. So if you're going four days, you could buy it just one day. It's a mistake but not to buy it. It is. I I don't know. I'm I'm all about not using Genie Plus, personally. It's fu- You know, it's really funny. I don't know if I told you this. My good friend Jen, childhood friend, we were texting today. Her dad planned a family Disney World trip. They're going next month. So it's her family, her sister's family, her dad. They're all going. And last time she went, Fast Pass was a thing. So I was discussing it with her. And I told, I was like, don't upgrade. Like she was really upset by it. She had looked up, you know, Rise of the Resistance. So if you want to go on that ride, it's not included in Genie Plus. I was going to say, that's the real catch with Genie Plus. It did. Not everything's included. You know, it's a, uh, on my four day trip, I paid $60 per person for it, potentially. And you didn't get Rise. Yeah, you don't get Rise. Some of those A plus VIP e ticket rides. She was like, you know, she's got three kids. She's like, I'll be spending $75 to go on this ride. And so I was walking her through. I was like, don't do it. I was like, do not do it. Um, I think Genie Plus makes sense sometimes. Um, I personally would say, like, if you have a shorter trip, you know, you only have a day in the park or two days in the park. You want to maximize what you can get done. If I want to maximize the utility of the park stay and maximize the value of the ticket, I got to pay for Genie Plus. But you also have to be on top of it. Like, paying for it is not enough. It's not like the universal system where you just, you have it, you pay for it, you have it, you get in line. With Genie Plus... You pay for it, but you also have to be on your phone, select like refreshing and selecting rides and, you know, knowing when you're when you're two hour window to select your next ride. And the moment you scan, you select a different. I mean, it's there's still a lot of knowledge that has to be there that maybe the average guest is just like, I'm going to pay and be able to skip the lines. There's more to it than that. So if you have a short trip. So potentially I could spend the money on this and then not really get the utility. Out yeah. Of it. 100% you could. Ooh. Yeah, and and it's that's a concern for me that people are going to pay this upgrade and not get their money's worth. $15 per ticket per day. And I also have seen a lot of confusion where people think they have to buy it for every day of their ticket, so they prepay for it thinking they have to, you don't. You don't. So, you know, if you really if you want to accomplish everything at Magic Kingdom and you want to pay the upgrade cool but i wouldn't do it for every day i wouldn't do it for animal kingdom i wouldn't do it for epcot i think just strategic planning is going to do you way better and it's going to be better on your wallet okay but you're like hey you don't spend the money on it because you got to know how to use it right but you're also like the solution is to know what you're doing well strategic planning i think getting there early it's not but this planning is not difficult and it doesn't require you to be staring at your phone and refreshing and And they don't have push notifications no see that's the universal one 
you could set up push notifications for like, let me know if wait time drops on this. Yeah, I didn't use that feature when we were there, but that I did see it. was very attractive. And I thought that was pretty cool. I definitely want to test that out later this year. You're a wizard. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, there's no push notifications. Um, I had high hopes for the free genie service where they recommend stuff to you, but so far it seems like garbage to me. I no. hate to say it. So I think your be- your best bet is to get there at park open have your priorities you mean ready. Rope drop it. Rope drop it. Have your priorities ready. You know what are your priorities? You my know, priority is to maximize my ticket value <laughs> and not murder my children. So go to those big ticket rides first thing in the morning and knock out the big ticket rides first. I think that's really the best way to do it without spending the money on Genie Plus. And I'm not saying don't spend the money on Genie Plus at all, but if you do, you know, think about it before you purchase it. You can purchase it starting at midnight the day of. But what if you're a first timer or you have not been in years? Just start early. I think that's I think that's your best bet. That's always my advice. Why shouldn't I download the Disney World app now if I'm going in say a month and just periodically check wait times in that map? Because it's a it's a good map. It's Ooh, very I convenient. Do that. And then you get a feel for, like, you'll know, okay, these are the rides that have consistently high times and the ones that have low times. I love it. I love it. That's a great tip. I think that's a pro tip. That is a pro tip. Yeah. And then you'll know, too. I'm useful. You're very useful. You'll know, too, like, okay, this ride tends to have high wait time. This is a priority for me. I really want to ride this ride. So you can start with that ride earlier in the day. So just even 10 minutes of pre-planning, I think, will do a world of good. And hopefully uh, you won't have to pay for Genie Plus or for these Lightning Lane individual ride selection. Don't even get me started. Worst name ever. Jedi scum. All right. So the other expense, and this one really annoys me. It used to be you, you're you at the airport, you show up, and the Magical Express takes you from the airport. The Magical Express being a vinyl-wrapped bus. Uh, takes you from the airport to your resort. Because... Disney does not want a single opportunity for any of your dollars to be spent outside of their park. Yeah. And they're working against themselves here, I think. Um, So the Magical Express is no more. I can no longer get free transport from the airport to my resort or the parks, which it's not close. It's quite a distance. Yeah, no, it's not great. Um, This one really surprised me that Disney ended Magical Express. I, too, was shocked by this. Because, like, here I am in this episode saying maybe staying on property isn't for you. Whereas I previously, if you had asked me, I'd be like, no, stay on property. The, The perks you get make spending, you know, $50 more, $100 more way worth it because you're getting free transportation. They used to pick up your luggage for you. Like that alone, I am like, oh, sold. I don't have to stand at the luggage carousel. Sold. They don't do that. You no longer have free transportation. You don't get fast pass. You don't get magic bands anymore. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! The value to stay on property has been diminished. So now you can pay for Mir's transportation, which is the same thing as Magical Express, except you have to pay for it. And like you said, it's not vinyl wrapped. Um, But if you want to do the Mir service, which is, like we said, Magical Express, uh, it's for round trip, $32 for an adult, $27 per child. So I'm paying $64 
for the two of us. For us to get there. Yeah. There and, and then, back. It's round trip and 27 per kid. So for us, family of five, about 150 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas so previously that was free. It was free. So it's, that's why. It's the series of like nickel diming. Nickel and diming. It's like, all right, $150 isn't, you know, it's not the end of the world. But. I like the all-inclusive yeah. premium luxury resort packaging. I agree. I think that's the real issue with all the nickel and diming. Whereas previously Disney World was a, it had a very luxury feel. You were getting so much, so much is included. It was such an experience. And now it's it's funny that costs more than ever and it's a diminished experience. Yeah. The the way they are charging more has cheapened it, in my eyes anyway. Obviously it's subjective. It is subjective. But it would be hard to make the case for like, yeah, that's a really improved experience <laughs> with all these things you have to pay extra for. Yeah, the the magical express one really um it surprised me. We're disappointed. I'm very disappointed in that one. And I hope someday something comes back, but I don't know that it will. All right. Prioritize it for me. 10 seconds. Where do I look first to save? Price out tickets and resort options. This is going to be a little bit of math. This is why I definitely recommend having a travel agent to help. So www.com slash Sierra, S-I-E-R-A. She is my girl. She will give me options uh, on best rates because it's a freaking nightmare right now. <laughs> but price it out because Disney World resorts are not necessarily the best option right now. So price out Disney World resorts and any discounts versus Disney Spring resorts. If none of those work for you, I would check out Verbos or Airbnbs. If you do that, rent a car via Turo, T-U-R-O. We've had excellent luck with Turo price-wise, and you can get any car you can think of. Uh, but you can get anything from like a minivan to, you know, just whatever crazy sports car you can think of. Um, so just make sure you're taking parking rates into consideration. Food. I'm always about ordering food. Amazon grocery delivery is my personal go-to. We are Prime members, though, so it is not an issue. Even if you're at a Disney resort, they won't charge you fees. Uh, for having food delivered. Unless you want it brought to your room, then it's a $5 fee if they bring it to your room, but you could just pick it up at Bell Services. Um, obviously a great option if you're staying in a rental house or even one of the larger suites that has a kitchen or kitchenette. At the very least, I would do breakfast. Uh, what am I missing? Uh, plan out your day, start early. Don't pay for Genie Plus unless you have to. And discounted gift cards with a Target red card. Get 5% off with the Target red card. And Am I missing anything? Decide on your, your souvenir budget in advance. Yes. That's another one I like to hand gift, gift cards out to family members for souvenir budgets. Uh, I believe that wraps it up. Yes. All right. Those are my tried and true ways to save cash at Disney World. If I have missed anything, please reach out and let me know. Right. I always love your money-saving tips. Tip number one to save money at Disney World. Go to Universal. Okay. Oh! Everyone but Kurt can reach out with their money-saving tips because <laughs> I'm always looking for new ways to save some cash. Uh, but otherwise... Check nasty. No, no one calls you that. Otherwise, I will see you guys in the parks.